This is Existential, a podcast aimed at reminding you that it's okay to be human. We listen to human stories and human experiences, and we wrestle with issues of justice, faith, and culture. I'm your host, Corey Leak. Thanks for listening. existential listeners. My name is Jen and I'm one of the team members here at Existential. I just wanted to pop in here briefly and let you know that while Corey is on sabbatical, we are highlighting some of our favorite episodes from Existential Sunday and bringing them here to you on Existential Podcast. Enjoy. Thanks for being here. It's great that you're here. Uh, This is Existential Sunday, which is an extension of the podcast that I host called Existential. And Existential is a podcast that we um, really spend time talking about deconstructing, decolonizing. Um, We talk about contending for a better world. We talk about justice and faith and culture, all of those things. But this is not a religious space that we're in right now. It's a space for human beings to talk about things that concern all of us. Um, We do... I come from the Christian tradition, for those of you who don't know that. Um, so a lot of what I talk about is from that um, from that tradition, but it's not meant to, um, I'm going to use this, that word. I'm going to try to use a word that I don't, that I don't use often, proselytize. I think I said it right. I'm pretty sure I said it right. That's what we're here to do. In fact, before I get into stuff I want to talk about, this may actually be stuff I want to talk about. Um, there may be some folks who are like watching on a regular basis or you're like following my content on a regular basis and you know I come from the Christian tradition. And so therefore you kind of operate with this assumption that I have a set of rules that I'm supposed to operate by when it comes to how I address things, what I say, how I say it. Um, I'm not sitting in this chair in front of this camera saying these things in an attempt to um, make disciples. It's not, it's not, this is not what I'm doing. And I know that like you, many of you who are, are part of the Christian, blah, blah, Christian tradition think that like, that's supposed to be what I'm doing. And I understand how you feel that way and think that way, but don't project that onto me. That's, you know, that's just, that's just not what I'm here to do. Um, that's not what I feel this space is about. It's not what I um, set out to do. For those of you that don't know, this space is supposed to be a space that's carved out that's a safe space, an inclusive space for people to wrestle with their own ideologies, to ask big questions, to sit in the tension of some of life's big mysteries. That's what this is for. This is not a space about certainty. I'm not a Christian apologist, which in fact, I hate the term Christian apologist. I I think the idea of a a, um, theology or a um, philosophical position that's about defending something isn't um, one that I have a great deal of respect for because the more time I spend trying to defend something that I'm certain of, the less space there is for the mystery that I believe is spirituality 
and is the creator and is the divine. That is what I believe the point is. It's not to find some certainty and then defend it at all cost. Like this whole idea of Christian apology, uh, apologetics, which, you know, it's kind of, it's sort of in the news right now because of the late uh, Ravi or uh, Ravi Zacharias. I hope I'm saying his name right. I don't mean to demean his name uh, since he's passed, but obviously he's in the news right now because of some stuff that is really gross and wrong. And I'm not here to talk about that, but I, as I think about Christian apologist, I think that's why that sort of sprung up in my mind to think about like this thing that sprung up in the early 1900s because Christians at that time were intimidated by science. Scientific discovery was booming and, and, and as it is today, science is, is, current, is, is constantly advancing and we're discovering more things and we, we're realizing the universe is expanding and it's way bigger than we ever thought it was. And there is something about certain institutions that resist the bigness and the expansion of things and wants to drag it back. In fact, it isn't, I shouldn't even say something about institution here in the United States, that's a, that is the nature of white supremacy that we don't want to expand into newness and bigness and more because that means that we lose our foothold that we have on society. It loses, we lose our control. We lose our sense of superiority. The more it expands, the bigger the world is. We want people to focus on the exceptionalism of the United States. So when people stay in the that box, the exceptionalism of the United States and the way the United States is built, then everybody knows their role and everybody knows to stay in their place. So I resist this notion of finding a place of certainty and then defending that certainty at all costs, warding off scientific discovery, warding off history, warding off anthropology and, and archaeology and, and, and you name it, warding off all of these things so that I can protect my certainty. I am not, it's not what I'm about. It's not what I'm into. I, I, don't, I, I don't think it's helpful to the world. I don't think it creates enough space. Now, <clears throat> I may have made um, a mistake in like not doing what I'm about to tell you I didn't do. Um, I know that the Lunar New Year has just passed, I think a couple of days ago. Um, well, I shouldn't say the Lunar New Year has passed. The beginning passed. And I, I, I didn't, and, I, and let me back up. I also know that there is a rise, has been a rise for some time, of hate crimes against the Asian American community. I thought for a moment I should have one of my friends from that community come on Existential Sunday today. But in having a conversation with one of those friends, realized that there is a lot of grief right now. And what I didn't want to do was bring someone on to Existential Sunday to talk with us through their grief. At some point, maybe there would be an appropriate time to have folks talk about what's happening so that we who are contending for a better world can like know how to move and operate in a way that's helpful and not in a way that gets in the way. 
I didn't feel like today was an appropriate time to do so. And so I say all that to give just a, 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 a preface for me referencing something that I don't fully understand. But I'm referencing it for a reason. So several years back when I was working at the big church still, um, I, I, I sort of built this um, calendar of, of things going on in the world that we as a church should be aware of. And one of those things, you know, was Black History Month. So there was Black History Month. We were like, we need to make sure that, that every week, every weekend that people are gathered, that there is some reference to it. All right. And then Lunar New Year was the second one. The second sort of thing that came up, we were like, hey, this this weekend started on the New Year's big deal. Uh, we should acknowledge it. And I got some pushback from folks, white dudes, who had all kinds of negative things to say about their understanding of Lunar New Year, which was or the China, which was the China, which people refer to as the Chinese New Year. So. We asked around, asked some people about what, what their thoughts were about it. Come to find out, just like Halloween and Christmas and all of the holidays in the United States, there is a history that people don't know. And then there's some legend and, and myth around those things that show up that people just don't understand or know. But people who are a part of the culture and part of the tradition do understand it especially when we're talking about things that are that are specific to culture and ethnicity. So we wound up doing it. But the point that I wanted to make um, after us winding up, you know, doing the Lunar New Year thing was that I think there's so much in the the Western exceptionalist, um, fundamentalist, evangelical Christian space that wants to own everything and then demonize anything that they don't understand. Call literally calling things demonic or new age or um, secular humanists, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. All again in the in in the aim and in, in the name of protecting what they believe to be the Christian faith. Here's the irony: I have heard people in the United States say they reject Eastern mysticism and Eastern religious practice do you know where the christian tradition began like which direction i'm i'm terrible at geography but i'm gonna just if you put in the comments even if you're watching the replay where did the christian tradition which direction did it begin <laughs> it is it is an eastern as everything is stems from the East. When people talk about not trusting Eastern medicine, Eastern blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I'm like, uh, there are things, and I, I mentioned this before when I was in Israel, that, that are thousands of years old. We don't have, let me say this very clearly. You will walk, uh, you, you won't go anywhere in the United States and someone point out to you um, something from the United States of America that is thousands of years old. This land is thousands of years old that we live on that's been colonized and taken from indigenous people. But like this, 
United States is not thousands of years old. So here we are relatively new on the scene, showing up with all of this bravado and all of this, we know what's best, especially when it comes to the way we practice religion. Meanwhile, in the East where it all started, they're like, we've been at this for thousands of years. Our traditions are older than yours. Our practices are older than yours. Our ideas about divine things are older than yours. Our ideas about spirituality and how human beings should operate are older than yours. I think there's wisdom, and, and this is what I what I'll hear from some of our some of our elders in in the United States, which I think is totally appropriate. We should listen to the wisdom of those who came before us, unless they're not from the United States, apparently. So I should have told you in the beginning that I had some stuff to get off my chest. Which is, <laughs> oh, but so so this is actually going to be probably a shorter live than normal because I just had a couple of things to get off my chest and that was going to be done with you. Right. So, I mean, those of you kind of trying, I know some of you are like linear thinkers trying to find What's he talking about? What's the point he's trying to make? I don't even know if I'm trying to make a point as much as I'm just sharing some things that I've been processing for the last uh, couple of days. Let me tell you a couple more stories and then I'm done with you. That sounds so mean. I'm not done with you. I'm just done talking for this week. Um, From time to time, stuff shows up in my inbox, especially like videos with no, no context, like no like, Here's why I'm sending this to you. It's just there. And, I, you know, sometimes I watch. Rarely do I watch, um, you know, unless it's someone I really know and care about deeply. I, golly, I care about everyone. I'm just going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I say I care about everyone deeply. Okay. Just, you all understand what I'm saying. So, like, someone show, something to show up in my inbox and I'll watch it. And yesterday I watched this, um, uh, I think it was a doctor. I don't know, doctor from or of what but he's also a pastor. And the whole video was was this pastor who I'd seen before talking about the, um, I don't know, the problematic nature of woke Christians. And I, and I guess this person wanted me to like see it and perhaps like turn from my wicked ways of being concerned about social justice and social injustices in the world and to reorient and refocus myself on the word of God. I don't know. But as I'm watching this video, I'm like, I'm like, I recognize this dude. I've seen this man before. And where I had seen this man before was in a video where he had, he was sharing with someone. This is a black man. And there was this older white man who had him on his television show. And he was explaining how he had had a dream about Donald Trump, that God had shown him Donald Trump in the Oval Office reading his Bible and some yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And some angels were there and yada, yada, yada. And we should honor Donald Trump, blah, 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 blah. So I asked the person who sent me the video. I said, hey, I, re- I said, I recognize this guy. He was one who had the dream and the prophecies, right? Did he ever come back and say anything about what God told him about Biden, who's now the president? Crickets. So I asked you on Facebook, have you heard or seen any prophecies about Joe Biden and how God wants to use Biden now that Biden is president? 
And the answer, at least from, I mean, I don't know everyone in the world, but the group of you who did respond, the answer was a resounding no, with the exception of one person who added a link to something that wasn't prophecy at all. It was a link to some uh, to a to a rabbi um, saying, um, which is it's interesting to me, a rap that this person is a rabbi, but he referred to the Bible as the Word of God. That does like I don't I don't know people rooted in the deeply rooted in the Jewish tradition that would call the Bible the Word of God. You guys, if if any of my Jewish friends who are watching this, if I'm wrong, you can correct me on that. But that's just not the sense that I get that Jewish Jew, people rooted in the Jewish tradition. Rabbis come out of the Jewish tradition, refer to the Bible as the word of God. But anyway, this rabbi was talking about how um, it, the the prophecy, if you will, was was just simply um, him saying, Biden, how can you put your uh, left hand on the Bible, your right hand on the Bible? I don't know which hand on the Bible. And then with your other hand, sign laws and decrees that are anti the word of God. And I went, huh. Did we hear this kind of language for the last four years from some of these same folks who use God as like the 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 divine authorization for all things Trump? Did we hear that? Like, did we hear this like you swore an oath on the word of God, but at the same time you are signing laws that are banning Muslims from entering the country. You are calling um, Africa shithole countries. You are, you are, you are misogynistic. You're, you are xenophobic. You've said that, that white supremacists were fine people. Like this is, so, so again, this is, this is all okay. And you can swear on the Bible and do all those things, but you cannot swear on the Bible and be a Democrat. Apparently. I don't know. That seems to be how this thing's working. And I, I don't quite understand it, but hey, it is what it is. And for those of you that are like, well, Trump's out of office, why are you still talking about him? Because let me just say this, Trump happened and the support for Trump and the trading of, of your credibility and your voice and your moral authority happened if you are an evangelical fundamentalist Christian who was not just a, and I'll parse this. A lot of people get upset me for parsing this. I'll parse this. Not just that you like went to the ballot and quietly cast your vote for Trump because of some nuanced understanding or idea that you have about the economy and the good it can do. Like I will even grant that, but that's not what mo mostly what I saw. Mostly what I saw was people calling what is evil good and acting like it wasn't happening. And beating their chest and going, Trump 2020. You traded moral authority. You traded um, uh, uh, virtue for power. I said that before, I think. I think I said that before. So it's not like a, you, you, can recall, you can quote it again, but I'm pretty sure I said that before. And I actually came across something that I was like, oh, this has happened before. I was thinking about like just how and someday maybe I'll, I'll do a, a further like talk about this. I was thinking about how dangerous it is, how dangerous ideology can be towards certain ethnicities and people in the world. That 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 while we think that our ideologies are just our ideologies and our opinions and who cares, but then at the end of the day, sometimes those ideologies and theologies can wind up being harmful to people. As an example, 
there was a divine um, backing according to European slave owners for slavery, which we talked about before. But in, as I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about the, the four accounts of, of the trial of Jesus, I came across something really interesting that our day and age of like mob violence at the, at the Capitol and insurrections and people starting insurrections, this is all present in the trial of Jesus in all four accounts um, that, that write the story of Jesus, if you will, the, all four media outlets that tell the story of Jesus' trial, all tell the story of Jewish people, of people who were Jesus' kinfolk, trading Jesus, who had healed, as the story goes, who had healed, walked on water, fed 5,000 a couple times, raised people from the dead. So much so that I, I forget whose account it was. It might have been Luke's or John's. One of them said that Pilate had heard so much about Jesus, he was looking forward to meeting him. But like this, this person who was so good to so many people, they were willing to exchange Jesus for the insurrectionist Barabbas. Barabbas was, on, was in prison because he stirred up mob violence. He was a leader who had sparked an insurrection. And religious people were so intimidated by Jesus trying to, to be uh, more inclusive of more people with the way that he preached and healed and sat and ate with, they were so intimidated by them potentially losing power that they stirred the people to ask for the release of the guy who started an insurrection over Jesus. They, in essence, traded Jesus for a guy who started <laughs> and stirred up a violent mob. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, man. History repeating itself. So let me uh, close by saying this. <clears throat> there is a way forward for us as human beings. And that way forward is together. It's it's being honest about what we know and being authentically ourselves and allowing space for each other to authentically be ourselves. The problem with that is that there are people in this world, there are people who um, unfortunately, in my world, my, my experience, a lot of people of faith who are not willing to allow that space and it's not because you're more educated. It's not because you know more about scripture than someone or somebody else. It's not because you've been to school. It's not because you're not because you're a seminarian. Because you can, quite frankly, the people I know with PhDs and MDivs uh, who who've devoted their lives to studying like scholarly work around the Bible, like the people, the theologians I know, none of them, not one of them is as 
rigid and restricting and judgmental as the folks I know who work for freaking, I don't know, who, who went to school for stuff that ain't the, ain't the Bible, who don't even read scholars. So, golly, I was a little gassed. I was a little gassed. Yeah, I, yeah I'm a little gassed up. I'm a little gassed. Somebody called somebody call me and tried and try to gas me. You know who you are if you're watching. Called me and tried to gas me. And I'm like, bro, um, or sis, I don't give away who it was. <laughs> All right, man, I'm done. I'm done. You watched this for 25 minutes and tried to bounce around and kind of find a thread to what I was talking about. Uh, thank you. If you watched it this long and it was inspiring to you and um, felt meaningful in some way, feel free to tag someone else in the comments on in, in, on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I don't know if you can do so on YouTube or you can share the YouTube link with people who you feel um, could use inspiration or could use the meaning in their lives. I appreciate all of you, especially those of you who are part of the Patreon community. Thank you so much for your continued support and um, for contending for a better world with me, with all of us. Grace and peace. Love.